your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. In the studio with me this hour is Wisconsin State Senator Brad Path. There we go. Good afternoon, Rick. Yeah, hi, Brad. How are you? I am great. You got to love this weather. It's surely bizarre right now. El Nino? Are we blaming it on El Nino? Uh, yeah, it's I'm something's going on here. It's like a El Nino Ooh. phase that we're having. It, it, well, what's great is when this happens, and we're not used to it yet. Yeah. Usually we get this in like a month or mm-hmm. so, and then it snows again. But right. is everybody's happy? Yes, we are. You just and Everyone's outside walking, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Everybody and, is. And not that this doesn't happen all the time. It, it, it happens usually, but not in the winter, but Ooh. like when... When when you get like this and everyone's outside walking, everybody says hi to everybody else when you're we're walking. We're so happy. By, right? <laughs> we like, are hey. so happy. We're just in a different scenario this year, though, because A, it's February, and B, we really haven't had winter. I mean, right. there was a stretch there where we had pretty bad. Yeah, we had some cold weather for a short period of time. I mean, it's one big snowstorm. But so but we're yeah. not so recluse to the cabin fever, so right. to speak, right? That's like, right. So maybe maybe we're a little less like hey everybody, but I feel like everyone's in a like the guy a guy was biking he biked by me I know and he was like hey man I know <laughs> it's just unbelievable random dude. it's just unbelievable I will say this it's dry out there uh, that's the farm uh, background in me I worried about how dry it is we need we do need moisture for our farmers yeah National Weather Service put out the flood watch or whatever <laughs> uh, two weeks ago I think and. There isn't one, no. really, because there's, there's no snow up north. There's no snow up north. And- in fact, they just had something called the Birkenbiner, which is a you know cross-country yeah, in northern Wisconsin. They had to make snow yeah. in order to do it. It's not right, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, Mount Lacrosse, I think they have their uh, ski pass right now mm-hmm. you can buy <laughs> for the next year, but you can use it this year yet. Yeah. So, But yeah. I haven't looked up there. 60 degrees, I can't. I mean, it's if there is snow, be be, today would be the day to go ski. It is a tough it. business. I mean, it's a tough business. I give them a lot of credit because um, this is a very difficult uh, time for those that are um, are in business for the winter sports. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. We're showing Brad Path this pink F-150 I saw in Marketplace. Uh, Interesting. Haven't found any Rancheros. I wasn't looking for Rancheros. You know, you know I, I like Ford pickup trucks, and I do like the El Caminos and the uh, Rancheros that Ford makes. Um, all right. So on the show today, we got. I, I do want to talk. Are we done? Are we going to sign this tax plan? That so I cannot speak for the governor there, but I do believe you, that uh, there. You have input on this tax plan. Can we talk about this? So I have a tax proposal. We could talk about. Okay. It. Oh yeah. So so one of the things I I wanted to do is because you got you're in the state senate, obviously right. District thirty two. There's District thirty two. Thirty two, which will change. So we obviously got to talk about that a little yep. bit. But also the story, and I've been I've been griping about this for mm-hmm. a week now and forever since I've been doing the show and kind of learning the processes. You guys are off. You've you you and the center are working one day next month. So congratulations. Think of that. So you're just still punched in. Think of that. It's just <laughs> but, ridiculous. But then you take the next and the, I guess the excuse is we have new maps, so we gotta get to know our new constituents or whatever. Ah, but I don't believe that for on. one second. Because I would like to see everybody in the assembly starting, you know, because the assembly is off. They're done for the rest of the they year. They claim. And they won't meet in session anymore, but they'll meet in committee. Is that how that works? You, That's what you they're saying. Say, that's what they're saying. I think it's a dereliction of duty. I really do. How I think that they voted, are a wall. How many of you voted against the calendar? I know you voted. I against voted them. against. I was one of the few that voted against the calendar. I, I think this. First of all, um, I do not believe that uh, you know we should be 
having nine months off and uh, receiving a taxpayer uh, paycheck. Yeah. I think that that's wrong. Second of all, I do believe there's work to get done, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, I believe I, that we got to get clean water in the town of Campbell. Yeah, let's, let's just get a list going. Okay, so PFAS. What else? Right. Just real quick. Uh, we've talked in this before about child care, making sure that uh, we continue to provide working families with child care assistance, and we try and you know boost that child care yeah. business uh, because what we've got right now isn't working. I think we all recognize that more work can be done when it comes to our economy. Um, and so I want to make sure that, uh, you know, we work to keep our small businesses, uh, functioning and moving forward. Uh, the supply chain's getting better, but more work needs to be done there. Um, we have to figure out what we can do, um, as far as keeping our schools strong, there's work that needs to be done there. I've talked about tax relief. I've got a proposal that would lower property taxes and that really helps working families here in the Cooley region. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot more work that can be done. Uh, unfortunately, um, the Speaker of the Assembly has decided that uh, we're done. He's done. Uh, the Senate's not done, but uh, you know, one half of the legislature is done. You're not done because you have to work one day next month. Do we know what day it is? <laughs> March 12th. And what are you going to do on March 12th? Well, I mean, the agenda that they're going to bring forward, uh, the uh, majority party brings forward. We'll see what's on it. I sure hope that uh, it has something to do with property tax relief, that, which I'm advocating when, for. When I, will you see the agenda? Oh, we don't see it till the day before. Everybody or just you as a uh, Democrat? Yeah, the minority party doesn't see it till the day before. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Why is uh, that weird? Yes, because okay. you know it's important that we read the bills, um, and of course I do read the bills. But the thing is, is all of a sudden you get a hundred bills, and you so, get them less than twenty four hours in advance. Say we're voting on this, um, and that's but that's. Uh, unfortunately, how a gerrymandered legislature has functioned. So March 12th is a Tuesday. So March, March 11th, you're going to bed at like 8. Yeah. No, wait, no yeah. March, Sunday night, March 10th, you're going to go to bed at like 8. So you can get up I, March 11th when you get the agenda. So we don't get it until the afternoon of the uh, uh, of the day in which the legislature is in session. So oh, you get it the day of. We basically get it the afternoon. So this would be, say, March 11th, um, and we get it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So you have uh, – yeah. Less than 24 hours yeah. or yeah. 17 hours yeah. or so to, to look through to it. Look. Uh, but I, what does it look like? Is it a, like hundreds of pages or is yeah, it no, similar? no, but it can be, it can be up to a, uh, you know, 50 to 80, even okay. more than that, pieces of legislation. It, but it's, it's a good eight to 10 pages long of different is, bills. To be fair, it is things that you have already seen. Nothing's a less nothing's a real surprise. I mean, I'm on a number of committees. I'm on six committees, so there's a number yeah. of bills that I've already seen, I've heard. But for those committees that I'm not on, um, you know, I need to uh, do a quick uh, review and, of this. And stuff. these things have to be; they can't be changed once you get them, because the assembly would have already had to have passed them. Because if the if the Senate's going to pass them, it can't be changed. It can't go back to the assembly. They're done. They're done. Right. So that means, but that doesn't mean. That we can't try to amend. Yeah, it means okay. if we try to amend, then you know Speaker Voss needs to bring his uh, uh, his team back in in the assembly. Well, the whole assembly, and, has yeah, to come they back. need to come back in. And I have Doyle uh, on tomorrow. Right, uh, so you can assembly. ask so him how this works. That, but, um, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Brad Pass, stick it around this hour if you have questions or calls. He loves to take them, so bring him on. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> 
This is not a song I've ever heard. I he never heard. <laughs> Luchenbach, Texas. <laughs> Waylon Jennings. Right. Lily Nelson. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk TMI. Rick Stoll. I'm in the studio with me, Brad Paff. He's picking the music, as he always does. Brad doesn't care about what we talk about as long as he gets to pick the music. I like classic oh. country. <laughs> uh, 608-785-7914. I think I just did that. But um, Okay, Brad, we, we have new maps. Yes, we do. And we're going, unless there's some Supreme Court ruling. Right. You know the 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 Clarence Thomases of the world. Um, how did how does your district look? How did your district district look before, and how does it look after? I mean, what what do you, are you worried? Is it better? Is it worse? Well, I, I first of all, the district before was you know I think one of the most geographically beautiful districts in the entire nation. It was ninety miles along the Mississippi River from uh, north of Holman all the way down to just south of Prairie du Chien. Uh, so it uh, it brought in Crawford County, Vernon County, La Crosse County, and uh, much of rural Monroe County. So when you when you campaigned before, you just took a boat. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> I could have. Now, this district that I that now, uh, unfortunately, I lose Crawford County, which is Prairie Sheen, uh, Soldiers Grove, Gaze Mills, absolutely beautiful. Well, uh, you, and you were telling Brad Williams before the show, you lose that and you lose some burger joint. Oh, right? there's a place in downtown Prairie Sheen called Pete's Hamburger Stand. For those of you that have never had a hamburger from Pete's Hamburger Stand, go to Prairie du Chien starting in early April all the way till early October every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The best hamburgers. Mm. But anyway, I pick up now uh, with the redistricting. I pick up the city of Sparta, western Monroe County, but I also go north into Galesville and Ettrick and parts of southern Trumplow County. So, uh, I love the district. Uh, it stays, uh, its makeup continues to stay 50-50 as far as 50% uh, yeah. one political party, 50% the other we political have, party. We've got an interesting area where, and Doyle, like I said, will be on tomorrow. And his 90, is it four or five? Yeah, 94th, or 94th Assembly. 94th Assembly District and your 32nd District are one of the very few in the state yeah. that are com- already competitive. Yep. So we'll talk to Doyle tomorrow. I think his gets... I think his gets easier a little bit. Yours stays about the same. Stays exactly like, the same. Um, it, it's interesting though, and then the the U.S. House district here is is usually fairly very competitive. competitive. It's one yeah. of the only two, I think, in the state that's yeah. you know we can yeah. flip a coin to see who wins that district. So we're in a unique situation here in Western Wisconsin where we have some competitive districts. So I love it. Um, and 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 then uh, but yours so yours stays about as competitive. So you got to work just as hard. Mm-hmm kind of walk the line which isn't as fun because you ah. when you come on with me you know like yeah we'll like, walk the line i mean so that's you all walk good you, you make me a little bit mad because you're <laughs> gonna walk the line and i'm like no we need to do and i'll just show you my list of yeah. democratic policies from minnesota that mm. we've passed as democrats in minnesota but also okay we we, t- we hinted at this you have the next nine months except for right. march 12th next month is the one day the rest of the year that you're working um so you will you will quote unquote go home mm-hmm. unless there's a so I have two special have two special session I have two things so you could tell Governor Evers this this is from yep. Rick at Lacrosse Talk PM every month for the next nine months Governor Evers should call a special session for you know we listed one of these the, topics that we so talked we listed about. a bunch and we could come up with nine right like oh yeah childcare economy schools tax relief uh, I I have homelessness mm-hmm. city of Lacrosse mm-hmm. is, is in a city and county or in like this like. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaming up to do this, uh, it's called Pathways Home, this plan to right. homelessness. We have 140 people living in the streets. Mm-hmm. Not not homeless, but living in the streets, so unsheltered. And um, so you just pick you just pick Governor Evers, pick a special session every month to call him back and, and bring this up. This full-time state legislature, 
doesn't work for the year because they're going to go home and campaign because they got new maps. But Brad, if you sit here for the next nine months and campaign, right, and and you go and maybe you have committee hearings, right? Because right. there's a committee hearing right. on on like marijuana and mm-hmm. whatever PFAS. Maybe you'll mm-hmm. have a committee hearing on PFAS if Evers could still sign that, right? Right. Like but if you don't win the next election, your nine months of campaigning slash committee hearings and talking about the issues with your constituents is for nothing. So why wouldn't you just do these nine months of talking to your constituents and going to committees for some kind of session at the end of the year or before the election where you were you the with legislature? You. You're spot I mean? on, Rick. I, I don't understand this logic. Um, and I will say this. Thanks to redistricting, we're going to have more balance in our legislature because we have such a gerrymandered partisan legislature right now that all of a sudden a majority party said, no, we're done. We're not going to do any more. We don't want to have these conversations any longer. We're done. We're going yeah. home. So and I that's up, just wrong. I bring up the Evers special session because uh-huh. that's the only way to bring you guys back in to do a right. full-time state legislature. Minnesota's a part-time, and they're they're still grinding away. Um, that's right. So maybe so if you talk to Evers, you know, hey, yeah. Rick said that. But also, um, how how much do you have to actually, now you have new maps, like what what is that job going to be like to talking to your constituents? I mean, if I was – I guess if I was a Republican, I feel like it'd be hard to be like, yeah, we make the calendar, we're out of session, but here's what we'll try to pass next year. And it's like, well, don't you have nine months? Couldn't you pass that stuff this year? But I, I agree with you. I It'd be interesting to see what they do say to their, their constituents when, because their constituents are the same constituents as the constituents I represent. Uh, they want clean water and, and that's, we have a chance to do that through PFAS legislation, but They've adjourned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to make sure that we continue to have road and bridge funding, but yet we're adjourned. They uh, talk about how important it is to grow this economy, but yet they've adjourned. I, I don't understand it. I, I agree. So much more can be done. Um, you know, they represent working families just like I do, and they know this this uh, childcare situation is real, but yet they decided to adjourn. I don't understand it. All right, State Senator Brad Paff uh, hanging out this hour. Um, okay, so now you have to get to know when does that work start? When you get uh, right now? Yeah, uh, the bill was signed well, the- in. It was signed into law last Monday, and uh, here we go. We've got these new districts. So the thing is, is that these new districts are in place for the November election or this fall elections. Um, but it's my understanding that. Uh, this is how it is now. The yeah. previous uh, maps were ruled unconstitutional. The legislature passed the new maps. The governor signed them into law. They're in place. Yeah. We got new maps. So what is that like for you? You have the district still pretty big. Senate yeah. districts are bigger than a Senate right. district. Yeah, population do you, do you wise. Start grabbing like, hey, I'm going to have a town hall. Yeah, that's or, my point. I don't know. Like, what what kind of yeah. what kind of ways do you get? That's get exactly it out there what you that? do. You get out, I mean, I'll just say it. This Saturday, I represent uh, Sparta now. This Saturday, we have the 100th anniversary of the 100th birthday of Deke Slayton. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with Deke Slayton, he was a graduate of Sparta High School. He became a U.S. astronaut. And uh, Sparta has a museum, the Deke Slayton Museum. And it talks all about aerospace. And we have a birthday party in Sparta um, at the Deke Slayton uh, Museum on Saturday. I'm going over to it. Obviously, I'm going to introduce myself as the uh, new state senator representing the area, get an opportunity to say hello to uh, a number of people, learn more about uh, Mr. Slayton and, uh, you know, the uh, path that uh, he 
move forward in, becoming an astronaut from Sparta. It's kind of cool. But that's what I need to do is continue to get out and introduce myself and say hello uh, to members of the community. That, that seems like a great way to do it, efficient. It's Already people are going to be there. Right. Hopefully they're not mad. Oh, politicians at my birthday party, you know. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And the not thing like is. Deke's there or anything. Right. You know. Unfortunately, uh, Deke's not there. But the thing is, is that that's the other thing is, is that, um, you know, just um, – just say hello and do it in a way that um, uh, doesn't grate on people. Um, yeah, here I am. I'm going to be representing you. Here's my card. Yeah, if you just, get a hold yeah. Of me, what kind just, of issues? Yeah, if just you want to talk about yes. that. We don't have to do it now. Yeah, we don't have to but, do it now. But on the and flip all that. side, when will you do things like that? Because door knocking to me seems inefficient. Um, also, when you get into rural areas, you know, it gets harder. Uh, every mile I'm going to knock on one door, right. that's going to take forever. So yeah. that's why I bring up town halls and, yeah, and I do that. How 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 do those go over and, and and now you'll have to have a you'll have to get the word out to a new base here. Well, then. the key on the town halls is the timing of when you do them. Uh, so if you do them during the do them in weeknights or do them Saturday morning, mm-hmm. um, that is important because you know trying to do something during the middle of the weekday. I mean, I think we all recognize the fact right. that you know. Majority of people are working there, or they're not available at that time. So it's very important if you do these public uh, town hall meetings, you, you do them on a week even weeknight evenings, mm-hmm. and then um, you do them on Saturdays. Yeah, it's, it, I, it seems it does seem like it'll be a little bit difficult, and and maybe you need the ten months to do that. But I also think like you, ah, you, you could, yeah, you, you could. I, I think there's a lot more work that that can I mean, be done to make sure that the people here in Western Wisconsin, um, you know. If, if you think about it, share. if you just think about like what uh, everyday people work, for, it's a 40 mm. hour week. And I don't know when you're in session, like may, you're probably putting in 40, 50, 60 oh, yeah. hours a week. But over these next 10, 10 months, are you going to put 40 hours in a week? Well, that isn't just you driving around the district. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And again, every legislator is, is unique. And I will say this is that I, I think it's wrong that the legislature has decided, the assembly's decided to adjourn. At the end of February, I think that's wrong, and I they will come back in this session because there will be more f more work that they're going to have to do. But I think it was completely wrong. The Speaker okay. Voss said we're we're adjourning. Do you here. think that the legislature will call an extraordinary session? That's mm. as opposed to when the governor calls a special session. Do you think on the flip side? I learned this from Doyle when the legislature mm-hmm. calls. So, oh, you know what? We need to pass something before. Mm-hmm before next year because I, I do I do I think that they realize the fact that th- their work isn't done mm-hmm. they can't go home without doing something on child care they, ha- they have to do something on PFAS they have to yeah they cannot just you know leave down all right I want to get into uh, some of the details there a, a tax bill PFAS what else did you bring up child care the economy schools homelessness I think and then mm-hmm. you brought up this farm drought so mm-hmm. I, I, I do have something on farming as well but we got to take a break we'll be back in a minute with State Senator Brad Bath All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom in the studio with me is our DJ Brad Paff. Oh, I love that song. He's the Wisconsin State Senator, District 32. Still going to be called 32? It's still going to be number 32. Because I know in Minnesota the districts change all the time. I couldn't tell you what my quote unquote how my House representative, my my state representatives districts are because it's like it changes to like A. There's A and B. Yeah, the numbers change every time. Um, because we do it a little different in Minnesota, the way we do our legislative maps, and there's not a, a ton of uh, there's no gerrymandering going on. Mm. So, um, all right, so you're out of session, but you you think maybe the state legislature will come back into session? I know you've the Senate has one more day. We've been right. talking about it, 
But we we listed a lot of these things. Well, on the table still for Governor Evers to sign is a is a PFAS deal, a, cl- a, a, a what do you call it? A forever Chemicals, right? Town of Campbell. Four years. Lee Donahue said in an AP story that four years they've been on bottled water. I feel like it was three, but she, nope. you know she's going to know better than she I. She knows. Um, and we haven't done anything like that. We haven't done anything, or we haven't done much on PFAS. I, I think there was 125 million in the state budget. Republicans, but the money hasn't been released. They still yeah. won't release the money. So Republicans have a deal that did any Democrats in the Senate sign? Yeah, on? no, did that, you sign that, on to this deal. No. I, I have legislation that would um, make sure that we remove PFAS once and for all uh, from our water. Okay. I also have legislation that I wish uh, the legislature would bring up that would assist when it comes to water quality monitoring, water quality testing, and uh, to make sure that residents in the town of Campbell uh, actually uh, will have clean water. All right. We don't can't get the legislation passed, and that's what's so frustrating. So when you put pros legislation, you got to get a bunch of people to sign on right. to it, right? Like, how does that? How is that going? How does that work? I mean, does, well, is like Jill Billing signing yes, on to it? And yeah, you she have signed. A whole bunch of people sign on. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, the thing is, I'm doing my level best to work with my Republican colleagues. They recognize that something needs to give. They know there needs to be a movement towards bipartisanship. But see, this is what we've got, Rick. This is the situation. We have standards in Wisconsin that cover drinking water. They cover surface water, but we don't have standards that cover groundwater. The people in French Island draw their water from the ground. Mm -hmm. We don't have standards. So if you don't have a standard, it's hard to set a rule of, you know, what is clean water. Minnesota has groundwater standards. Other states have groundwater standards. We don't have it. I have legislation that establishes groundwater standard to the state of Wisconsin establish a groundwater standard. So then we know what we're cleaning up to. All right. Greg is uh, calling in. He wants to talk about PFAS. Greg, you got a question for Brad? Yeah. Um, like you already said there, uh, Rick, it's been uh, too long that they've been on bottled water on French Island. And uh, maybe the Senator can't uh, comment to this, but uh, it's already been pretty well established that uh, the uh, PFOS came from the firefighting foam at the city's airport. And uh, with that in mind, it would seem obvious to me that La Crosse should supply water to the town of Campbell. Um, their water is clean. They're already piping water to the industrial park and the airport. Why hasn't this brought up been brought up, that they just get city water on French Island? Well, thank you, Greg, for that question. There has been conversations in the town of Campbell as far as um, moving forward and establishing a municipal water system uh, in which town residents would have their own municipal water system. Right now, in the town of Campbell, the water is drawn from private wells. So there's all these separate wells. There is not a municipal water system. As far as working out a uh, agreement with an, another municipality, may it be on Alaska or La Crosse, that has municipal water systems, that is a conversation that the town board, the local elected officials in the town of Campbell, um, you know, they would have to make that final decision um, working with their their residents, with their constituents. Um, but I do know that there's a real desire by the elected officials in the town of Campbell and by the people that live in the town of Campbell, uh, that you know 
they can't have a situation what they have right now, and that is having PFAS in their drinking water. It's it's gone on too long as far as it's bottled water, and people deserve better than what they're getting. Beyond, beyond that, too, uh, part of this, part of some of these ideas is to ban PFAS. It's not just firefighting. I think we've stopped using firefighting foam for the most part, I think, yeah. at the airport. Um, in case of, like, dire emergencies, I think it's still on hand, but I, I just yeah. don't see... Why we would I, – I feel like we should just get rid of it anyway. Yeah, no, that, and there's just, a number of businesses that are moving away from using PFAS in their additives, right, adding PFAS. I was going to say beyond that, even like your your wrapper at a fast food mm-hmm. joint is PFAS contaminated and – not contaminated, but it's made with PFAS. It's, it's got an, an additive, which is a PFAS. And uh, the thing is, is that carpets – think of little toddlers that are walking or crawling – on carpet, and then they put their fingers in their in their mouth or something like that. It's just it's something that we as a society need to recognize that this stuff is out there, and um, you know it is causing harm. We just kind of need a, like a federal ban. Like, and the state's got to do what they got to do at this point. But the the state of Wisconsin isn't doing it. Uh, Republicans Republicans have a bill, but part of that bill is to not hold manufacturers responsible for PFAS contamination. And and what Greg kind of said is the city of Lacrosse at the fire de- department at the airport was using PFAS. So this would be like exempting the city of Lacrosse from responsibility, um, if if you know. But this that's kind of how this deal with the with the PFAS that the governor could sign right now is you know we're we're going to exempt these businesses from the pollution, and that's not going to solve the problem then. No, and then who's on the hook? And uh, that's the whole question: is who who's on the hook as far as for uh, paying? paying for all this. I can tell you what what I strongly believe and that is is number one, people should go to their uh, faucet, be able to turn it on and get a glass of water. Drink it. Number two, I firmly believe that we should have a groundwater standard in the state of Wisconsin, just like they have in Minnesota, so we know, you know, what's in our water and what a level of purity our water is. Uh, number three, um, I recognize the fact that uh, you know, there's all these additives, PFAS additives have been added to our products. And there's a number of businesses that are moving away from adding PFAS to their products. I think that is a good thing. Um, uh, number four, uh, I just firmly believe it's time that the legislature stop playing partisan politics with this. Let's get this done. It's not just French Island, unfortunately. It's also residents in Marinette and Peshtigo and other municipal water systems around the state. What's interesting, too, and we can move on after this, but uh, manufacturers and commerce, they don't want to be held responsible for for uh, the PFAS that they've put into our, our you know, our, well, our I, I can't I can't speak for them, but I do know that there has been legislation that would uh, provide protection. But I can't yeah. speak for. But know, but the, uh, the the Badger Project, a nonprofit out of Madison, said the the high the 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 highest paid lobbyists so the lobbying group that's paid the most to wisconsin legislatures is manufacturing commerce eight hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. and i don't know if they're related but when when republicans say we don't want to hold manufacturers responsible for the pifas and also they're the highest contributors to lobbying in the state well it seems like you can connect the dots there so um all right we're gonna move on to, to some of these other things what else could governor and the governor could still sign that but what else could the governor call a special session on of those things that you talked about Child care, we've talked ad, ad nauseum. We've talked, and, and I'll tell you, we, ha- we have to do more on it. And I'll just say to your listeners, I know you've heard me talk about this a lot, but sadly, the economics of child care d- does not work. What I mean by that is this. 
parents pay too much. The average cost of childcare in Wisconsin is as much as one year of tuition at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, which is over $11,000 a year. So that means that the average parent is paying $1,000 a month for childcare. That is way too expensive. But yet at the same time, if you talk to childcare providers, their margins are paper thin. They're making very little money um, providing childcare. It's a very expensive uh, business to be in. And of course, if you want to bring in more toddlers, more little ones, you have to have more staff. Well, as you know, um, you know, it's competitive out there uh, to find labor. And so this childcare economics isn't working and it's holding back our overall economy. As a legislature, we got to get busy on this, but we're not. Instead, they were adjourned in well, the assembly. And there was some child care legislation out there, but one of them was to just let, let more kids in with less people looking them over, right? That that's was right. some of the Republican legislation. That's right. uh, which doesn't seem to solve the problem in a way that's safe. Yeah, because what you're dealing with, Rick, is you're dealing from anyone, anything, a uh, child from six weeks old uh, to three weeks old. Well, that's a big age gap to. Three, three, six from weeks six to, weeks to three years, you three could years, have yeah. um, as far as at a child care center. And, of course, just adding more uh, more children, yeah, I'm not sure if that's Yeah, the because the more, the more kids we get, that's another 300 bucks a week or whatever it is, you know. Uh, look at all the money we'll make. Yeah. And, and then if I don't have to hire any more workers, then, you know, yeah. but, but, you know, Betty, who's watching yeah. uh, 12 kids now instead of six that yeah, are three that's to, three just, months, and We want to make that sure that great. our children, uh, uh, our children uh, receive tender well, loving also, care. They're not just there to like, you know, put the iPad on and have right. like from everything I read, the, those kids that are at the youngest age, their brain is the developing that's the most the ones, and you want them to be interactive that's right. and that's you, exactly you, right. you almost need the quote-unquote smaller classroom size that's for right. those kids as well to keep them inter- interacting with that's exactly right rick that's exactly right it, early childhood education is the key and uh that's why this is so serious and uh, just uh, adjourn the legislature and go home i don't understand it 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line state senator brad path hanging out this hour if you want to you you got a question shoot me a text give us a call we'll be back in a minute All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom in the studio with me, State Senator Brad Path. Just going to wrap up here. We got we got a while yet, but we're just going to last segment here. Yeah. Um, Kevin did did text in. He goes, "Are all PFAS the same?" So all no, these forever. There's chemicals, different. There's so uh, there's, many, right? Yeah, there's different categories of it. But one thing is the same, and that is it is forever. It is an additive. It's a chemical, and it is not something that uh, we need in our water. Yeah, and we're willingly just. Just putting it in our, yeah. essentially, we're just, yeah. like anytime you throw away that Big Mac wrap, mm. that box that, mm. that's, that might have, I'm not sure exactly what companies have decided mm. to go away from PFAS, but I just know from what I've read, it's, it's right. all that crap. And then you're like your nonstick pans and, and everything right. like that. So, um, okay. So let's see, GOP tax cut plan. Do we, do you think Governor Evers is going to sign this? And well, do you there, agree with it? there is a childcare um, tax credit provision in there that I voted for. 
And I do believe the governor will will sign that. This was kind of interesting the way Republicans did this. I, I didn't mind this. They they wanted a tax cut plan. They gave them like three or they gave the governor three or different three or four bills, right? Right. Instead of lumping them all into one where like the PIFA situation, they right. lumped all that in the one and Evers said, I don't like that, so the bill's dead. It's vetoed, right. But the tri- the the tax cut plan is three different things. So Evers could sign some of these and not sign other That's right. ones. So and I don't know what he's going to do. I can tell you this. I've introduced legislation to uh, reduce property taxes. Um, you know, we do have a state surplus and we got to be smart with the state surplus because we do know when, you know, the economy is good and then the economy can be not so good. And we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we do have a rainy day fund, but I have introduced property tax, uh, a relief measure. And it is my, uh, belief that, uh, for those that earn, uh, less than a hundred thousand dollars or less and have the, uh, home of $225,000 assessed of $225,000 or less, they will receive more in property tax relief through my proposal than would receive in, in uh, the income tax proposal that uh, my Republican colleagues have uh, introduced if I in the past. If I lived in Wisconsin, I don't think I would qualify because I bought my house for way under $225,000. Oh, that's the average house in La Crosse County. Yeah, and now now my house is worth more than that. I kind of lucked out in a way, but also like, okay, well, I guess my house is worth $300,000 now. I didn't do anything. You well, know, I mean, the thing is now. you still, underneath my proposal, you still would receive um, – Tax relief. Yeah, I'm just saying the average the average assessed home in the La Crosse County is two hundred twenty six thousand dollars, and then uh, a family that um, is making a hundred thousand dollars or less, they would receive at least five hundred dollars in property tax relief through my proposal, mm-hmm. and that is more than what uh, they would receive in an income tax cut that was so uh, brought forward these, by my Republican. These colleagues. tax cut plans, though, are permanent. Essentially, kind of. I mean, you could go back. Uh, yeah, you go back. Go the back legislature and go up. back in the future. But but what? So the, this is a little bit of a scheme, I think, with these tax cut plans because we're going to burn through the budget surplus, and then the budget surplus is a prediction about how much money we'll have in it. And at some point, you could have the permanent tax cut plan, and then however we're getting the budget surplus, that could end. Like this, the economy is kind of booming, and the right. budget surplus is a, a factor of that. So at some point we go, we cut taxes, and now the budget surplus is now a budget deficit. Oh, bleep, now what do we do? And what will Republicans say? Oh, the government wastes too much. We need to cut government spending. And Democrats will go, well, we have to go back to the tax cut plan and raise taxes again. Right? So there's you're putting yourselves in a conundrum here. If you pass a tax cut plan, some kind of permanent uh, plan that's going to cut into the budget surplus. It's a great scheme. Brad, I don't know if you've, you've, yeah. you're seeing it. Well, I will say this. I do. First of all, let me just say this. Some of this sur- surplus that we have, I mean, it has come from the taxpayers uh, of this state. Uh, we did receive money from uh, the federal government. And, of course, we as taxpayers in Wisconsin pay into the federal government. We received it through these, uh, uh, these uh, various federal uh, ARPA and uh, bi- bipartisan infrastructure. We received uh, money. Uh, through, through COVID relief. So mm-hmm. that's part of the uh, surplus. Also, the fact that, you know, our economy continues to uh, move forward and people are are paying in. I believe, and I will say this, I represent a very balanced district, 50-50. I believe we can do a little of both. I believe that we can do some property tax relief and still make sure that we have dollars in the rainy day fund uh, for the future. I think so, that, that is that can be done. So the $500 so you were talking about right. is – for someone making a hundred grand, that was the five hundred. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars okay. or less. But then when you it, when it's uh, somebody making twenty five grand, then it would be a quarter of that five hundred. No, no, right it would be not? it would be well, it depends on the house that they live in. But oh, yeah, also the house. It's okay. the house as well. It's the property taxes that they pay on that house. Yeah, because a lot of times I just think like the the 
the per, it's always a percentage. So right. if I'm, you know, right. if I have a 50 grand home and I'm making 20 grand a year, right. I'm getting like $13 back. And then what is that actually? Right. You know what I mean? But the proposal that I introduce, uh, working families would do real well, as would uh, seniors, the elderly. Why don't we just take the budget surplus right now and cut checks for people making under 50 grand a year? So here's a thousand dollars for anyone making under 50 grand a year. And then Minnesota cut checks. Obviously, so, uh, uh, one of my colleagues came up with that. Yeah. So our our surplus is three point two billion dollars. There's three point two million taxpayers in the state of Wisconsin. He had a piece of legislation that was just as simple as that. Everybody that files would get a thousand dollars back. Yeah. Uh, that bill wasn't heard. Yeah, but that's everybody that files. I'm saying like any. I feel like. I don't know. Pick a pick a line there. Fifty grand, sixty grand, seventy grand. At some point, you're doing okay. Right. You know, yeah. if you're a family of four making sixty grand, that's that's not okay. Like you're you're probably just yeah. getting by. But if you're a, you know, if you're just make if whatever, you you just pick a number and then get those people thousand dollar checks. I mean, it, it, we did this during COVID. It we was, did. Was, yes, we did. We kind of did, but we gave the checks to everybody there too. Yeah. Not everybody needs the stupid checks. Yeah. Um, it also in Minnesota, we did this, I got like a 200 and some dollar check. And then the federal government said we were taxing that. They tried to like fight that, but they were like, uh, well, you did the thing too beyond some date. And so they taxed my tax rebate, which e- I think was the most e- thing e- I've ever seen. All right. Um, well, Brad, you, you uh, we're just wrap up. we got a minute here. Um, Saturday, if people want, you're, you're well. So I will the- be. So a couple things. I will be in Sparta at the uh, Deke Slayton uh, 100th birthday party. That's a great event. I also recommend people go down to the uh, Eagles in Viroqua. Their Amara Rose Foundation is having a chili cook-off. Great time, and also check out Chaseburg. Chaseburg has the Soul Burner. Uh, there's a. Um, it's a good uh, fundraising events that take place for the American Cancer Society. There's and always then, things going on in this community. And then you have some secret news coming out uh, later this week, huh? Well, you I'm going to continue to push on PFAS. Yeah. I think that the people in French Island uh, deserve better than they're getting right now. And I plan to move forward with additional so, legislation on PFAS so to make tuned. sure we prohibit that going forward. Pap's going to release some PFAS news this week. All right. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening, texting, and calling. We'll do it again tomorrow with Steve Doyle.